We're live. Wednesday night. The Quest of Oak Island comes to you live from the Quest Studios here in the USA. And of course, I'll have to check on the Facebook side. If we're powering up over there. And of course, from the sweetness of Canada, Eastern Canada, on the line, we have Judy. How you doing, Judy? I'm good, John, and I hope everybody out there is doing the same. And Welcome. Looks like a good night for us. Yep, a little rain's coming in. Uh, tonight and tomorrow, but it has been sort of dry for about three or four days, but I can't say much about the summer, Judy. No, for sure. You didn't have a great summer, did you? We've got rain right now. It's going to rain right through till Friday. Yep. Same here. Hello, Renee. Can you hear us? Can you see me? Can you hear Judy? Hi, Renee. There's always a little delay until we get into the action here. Renee says, wonderful. Wonderful meaning yes. Good evening, John, Judy, and friends. New studio looks great. I can hear and see and hear fine everybody yes peter i'm psyched i'm very psyched we got a date a very early date might mean something that's in the works we don't know dale i think there's something in the works and barbara perry nice wall thank you barbara i'm still missing a little sign underneath this sign which will say uh podcast um something i forgot what i said it can be podcast on or something underneath their small thin sign steel sign very old school we're old school now hello cindy hello dan hello everybody is psyched when that promo came out and that's why I always love doing Wednesdays. There's so much hype. And I get so hyped, Judy, that um, you got to let it all out the minute you see it. You know, Judy? You got that for sure. I did a happy dance when I saw that. I really didn't think they would start that early. So I'm happy about that. Me neither. Then you got to be ready with your synopsis because we'll be going wild Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. Are you ready, Judy? I think I am. It'll be back to the old grind where I only have a short time to do that. <laughs> Not to John. <laughs> you always do a fantastic job, and I can't wait till that starts again. Oh, I can't either. I'm looking forward to doing it. Yep, I want to uh, give a shout-out to our uh, Quest of Oak Island YouTube Templar supporters, as usual, Judy. I want to thank uh, Barbara and Michelle. And Sand Dollar, and Todd and Renee, Roxy, Mike, Annette, the other Annette, Jazdia, Wayne, and Starlene, our captains. I thank you so much for your support. 
and also Judy and Barbara and Daniel and Mike for their extra support to keep this channel going. I thank you, Judy. You're on live. I thank you so much. You're very welcome, John. And our uh, soldiers, which help out a lot, are Becky, Cindy, Jean, Virginia, Josh, Danya, Michelle, Curtis, Ken, Scott, David, Mark, Tammy, and Debbie. Thank you so much. I mean, it's only $2.99 a month, but the more members we can get to join, the more we can have a better things. And if something breaks down, we come out of that pot, and it's mostly just to put back into the studio, back into getting more updated equipment. It's just a recyclable uh, unit. That's why I made that paid channel on YouTube. And it's a membership you have to join on a monthly basis. And there's different tiers. And when I get my member mugs and when I get um, uh, T-shirt orders, the higher the tier that you join, the more of the discount you will get off to the price. The price looks like it's going to be $30 for each USA funds. I will cover all shipping in the USA. Any international shipping, you will have to take that up on the international basis. Or if I have more funds available, I can absorb that also. So we'll have to see what it goes on a one-on-one, -on -one, Judy. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I know it's a lot of money to, to mail things out of country. Right. The latest thing I mailed, like, was for uh, Tanya. And I think anything going to, like, Portugal or the U.K. or something, it's USA, $24 just for the postage. Wow. Wow. And it's close to uh, Canada, too. It's even more. Because they're charging me a duty fee of a six ninety-five per package. Oh, John. Yep, I understand. Uh, and that wasn't never before in the early days, but now it's not the postage. Say if the postage is twenty-three, and it's six ninety-five for the duty fees. Either I pay it or you pay it. So that's thirty dollars just for postage and handling. You know. Right. So right. That's where we're at with that stuff. And also, if you join my paid site. Uh, we have our own private Discord channel. That's another perk that's on there. And uh, you have to let me know if you want to be invited to that uh, Discord channel. The guys that right now that are members, uh, the soldiers, the commanders, the captains, and the grandmasters, I have to send you a link to join. And you guys are already eligible to join. I thank you so much. I want to thank my moderators. Uh, Tammy, Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, and Starlene. I also have to add on to our Quest lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. He'll be with us for life. Rest in peace, Chris. Our toll-free number is 1-323-813-4135. When you see it scrolling on the bottom of the screen, right, Judy, you'll get off. And as they text us in chat that they want to call in, because I'm only a one-call taker here, they can call in. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. And guys, come call in. Don't feel that uh, it bothers me to hang up. Right, because she'll just call right back. I want to welcome everybody from my Quest of Oak Island Facebook group, my YouTube channel, and all my listeners on the Anchor Host podcast around the world. Judy, we're over 850 downloads, and we've been on there maybe about four months 
some people probably have thousands. Uh, I'm not sure if they're just listeners or they download the podcast. I'm not sure, but I thank every which one of you that download me and Judy and the Quest members and cast members and theorists to listen to us on your car. And mostly, almost 50% of it, Judy, is on Apple Podcast. Wow, that's great. Good news. Imagine listening to us going down the highway or stuck in traffic. Oh, my lordy, 40. I can't. I really can't. <laughs> Hello, Betty, Virginia, Beastly, Luke. Luke just became a member. Thank you, Luke. Thank you so much. Welcome, Luke. On the Facebook side, Barbara, something's up on the island. Yep. Daniel, I get that feeling too. Yep. Betty Sue. Hello, everybody. Yep. We got the word yesterday, November 2nd, season nine. For some reason, something's going on because not only do the cast members do not really confer with the group. I don't know what they do with other groups, but for my group, it's a complete change from the years past. Uh, lips are sealed. They're not saying much at all. I'm not talking about the theorists, Judy. I'm talking about, you know, Steve and Laird and uh, all the rest of them. Right. And uh, going ahead. on, John. Something's happening. I think so. Go ahead. Yeah, all the equipment that just came over today, actually, uh, you know, there's something going on. Right. Don't let the cat out of the bag yet. I haven't showed him anything yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's number two. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, Julie, that's number two. Right. Okay. All righty. Strike two. Gotcha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the silence is definite. Yup, Daniel, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I think this is the earliest they started a season. We're going to have to look back to the prior eight seasons. I, somehow, somehow, November 10th sticks into my head. Mostly, mostly the second week in November sticks in my head, mostly. That's what I thought, too, John. It seems to me there was one year they started the end of October, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, yeah but it just seems... If, it seems like, Judy, if you don't have much, you sort of stretch it out and you do things later. You don't start things earlier. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. But that's just me. I have no idea. And they did get started late this year, so they must have well, must have a lot to tell us. Yeah, but they always dug late. They always dug in September. They always did with the Vanessa. They always dug after they got all their information. Um obviously editing, but it seems like they would show us as viewers the digging in September and October. You know what I mean? It could have been done in June. I have no idea. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say they're going to keep it secret as long as they can. Yep. Alrighty guys. I wanted to show you something here. All right, hold on. Here we go. 
You guys remember the uh, NMRI satellite imagery they did on season three in episode one, Judy? Oh, John, that's a long way back. I'll have to see it first. It was the nuclear magnetic renaissance imaging from the satellite. Uh, they put images on the island and they were pointing at jewels and gold and wood and everything else. Right, now I remember, yes. Yep, and I guess on the World War II, lost gold of World War II, they used it and found where gold would be in the mountain from the same satellite imagery. Yes. So I look back, don't ask me why, the way Johnny's brain is. Even though they looked at spots, Jack... Jack was looking and couldn't find the spots where they said gems and gold, but yet maybe they didn't dig, 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 dig deep enough. Who knows? So let me show you something, guys. I think the show actually starts at that time. I don't think they're going to do a recap of last year, but, you know, they always stick them uh, recaps before the show starts. Maybe a week before, Judy, they start showing the reruns. Right, yes, they do. Yeah, usually, anyway. And Peter says November 4th, one season started. But they got to start on the voting day. November 2nd here in the United States, is you, you go vote on November 2nd. Oh, okay. Well, we just had one, so mm. I, I'm good to go. Yep, and the polling stops at 9 o'clock, so I'm just saying for people that get out of work and stuff like that. Right, right. All right, this is a little head-scratcher. This is from the Nuclear Magnetic uh, Imaging from Season 3, Episode 1, that showed gold, diamonds, bronze, uh, wood, and such. See if this reminds you of anything. Hold on, guys. Ready? Ready. Here's one photograph from that satellite image, but I want you to look above my little screen cutout, what you see where it says A-G. You guys see anything familiar? Oh, I, d I don't, John. It says AG silver 3-25 greater than 28 inches. Wow. It's got a red. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for coming in. It's got a red crosshairs on the east side of the bottom of the swamp towards the money pit. Okay, I see it now. Yes. Now. Where was Spooner Silver most concentrated? It was at, that we know of, was at C1. It could change. Right. It could have changed since they've told us. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. So we're always talking in the past. So what they found this season, I have no idea. But let's keep in mind where they're pointing with the satellite imagery of a silver hit close enough to the money pit. 
What do you guys? What do you guys think of that? Yeah, good one. You know, even though Jake, Jake, Jack, dogite spots with the GPS for these coordinates, it doesn't mean he didn't dig deep enough to see some of these things. You know what I mean, Judy? I agree. Yes. Yeah, for sure. They're digging deep right now, obviously, by the looks of things. And Peter says it was in season two. Now, here was another image they showed of tunnels. This is the satellite imagery. Season 3, Episode 1. The blue are open tunnels. Hello, Jake Roberts. Thanks for coming in. The green is flooded tunnels that the satellite imagery actually showed you see that judy yes i can see it clearly wow so why can't they get to them that's if they even considered this even viable to even look you know what i mean right There's another picture. So we don't know if they actually looked at these spots or what. Could be. I have no idea. And where I got the arrow, that little red arrow you see next to that blue tunnel. Yes. That's where the silver hit was by the satellite imagery. Okay. But did they use it? Did they not use it? I have no idea, but I'm just saying. We got these little spots here. Let's see during the season. If they were sort of close or they were just way out of the ballpark, you know? Right. Just something that scratched my head. You know what I mean? Well, I hope they look at that. Strange, huh? It is. Very strange. All right, well, I'm going to take them images. Okay, also, I've been talking to uh, David Blankenship, but he comes in and out. And he wanted me to pass a message that um, Oak Island is closed only for private people that live on the island. He's getting pretty frustrated of people turning around in his lawn. 
So he wanted me to pass that on, that if you know of people that are going there now, it is closed. It's only for private people. Even though some signs on the causeway do get covered up, so visitors do get in trouble. Just pass this message along that Oak Island is closed to the public. So he wanted me to pass that along. And of course, then I asked him, well, how you doing? What's going on? <laughs> and I haven't heard anything back. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be hard on them, John. I, I hope the day doesn't come and they have to put um, a gate up across that causeway. Well, that's what I told him. I says, why don't they put a gate up on that causeway? Like they go to a private community and you have a card. You put the card into the... Uh, situation box and the gate opens up and you drive through it's only him and his sister and uh and tom nolan i mean all the guys when they're filming and everybody that's on oak island but i'm just saying right that would probably be the best idea you know what are those gated communities you know what i mean right i'm pretty sure they have the money to imply that and install one of those after a while i'm sure they do daniel spino i think they haven't revealed everything they found so far for various reasons yeah yep yep also i have a member who just joined today Another drone guy. I don't know where these drone guys go, but I hope he hangs in for a while. He gave me permission to show his video live on YouTube. So there's no copyright. There's no anything. Hi, Starling. His uh, YouTube channel is uh, Troy Blake. I don't put any links in. So uh, you go to his YouTube channel. It's uh, your Troy Break. Like a car break, B R E K E T R O Y, Troy Break, and he filmed the island September twentieth, Judy. Okay. But do you notice also that in the promos now they show us old little clips? They don't show us like before, like the gold doorknob, this, that, this, that, this, that. Not yet, but they're not showing us anything in the promos to really get hyped up about, even though they said, hey, you gold, before they would show us little things that they found, like they're in the bay or the metal detector goes off and all the rest. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe they'll do that yet. But Maybe you, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows? So I'm going to show you that video because they're not showing us nothing. And then I'm not a cookie-cutter quest group that shows the same screenshots from the same groups so everybody sees the same photo a hundred times over note judy johnny's different johnny has to be different oh yes definitely <laughs> we know that all righty i just hope this video plays let me know if it doesn't play or if you can't hear it there's nothing i can do because that's how sometimes these videos work on this be live sometimes we have a good one and then we'll do some screenshots and discuss this video. Are you ready, guys? Ready.
This is from uh, August. The next one will be from the 20th. Okay. Can you guys hear it okay? See it okay? I can see it, John, but I can't hear it because I'm turned off. Okay, right. I'm going to pop off so you guys see the full thing. Then I'll pop back on, okay? Okay.
Okay, that was August, the Judy. Okay. August 20th. And here's the latest one, uh, September 20th. So only four weeks away from that past uh, video. And I want to thank uh, Troy Blake for giving me permission to uh, show his videos live on YouTube. Like I said, go to his uh, YouTube page. Uh, give him a like. Uh, see what he's got to offer. I just uh, conferred with him. Uh, tonight, as a matter of fact, everything happens all at once, Judy, you know what I mean? Always, John, always. So I haven't had a chance, and I know he joined our Quest group just a couple hours ago. So, uh, But this is the one we really want to see. And just keep an eye out. Look at the swamp. Look of this area, the shape of the swamp. And, of course, they're putting another case on in the money pit, which shocks me. But God only knows, Lordy 40. Are you guys ready? We're ready, John. Thank you, Neil. These things are only about five minutes long, so we'll be right back to discuss what we saw. As long as I press the right buttons here.
If you guys don't get psyched by watching that, you'll never get psyched up, Judy. No, for sure. Boy, I <laughs> what are we looking at, John? Tell me. I got so psyched watching that last video, it was like the Rocky movie for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, exactly. I mean, they're busy for sure. Oh, uh, Tim Madrid, they're just dropping caissons. If they got an X marks the spot, they drop them down very quickly. It's just caissons. They're not digging a big, big hole. It's uh, caissons. Hello, Linda. How are you? Again, I want to thank Troy Brake and any new videos he has. Obviously, he'll be sharing them to all the groups. But um, I really appreciate him letting me show it uh, on here. Thank you so much, Troy. Linda, you missed the swamp. I have uh, screenshots that we can discuss to slow it down. That's how my group actually started, <laughs> Judy, by somebody wow. see by somebody seeing the TV show, and then I would do screenshots and just slow it down, photo to photo, to explain what's happening. Wow, come you know, a long way, son. You know what I mean? Yes. All right, here's the first one. I mean, you guys all know about the caissons, right? Right. Linda, it's always on. It'll always be on Facebook. It'll always be on our Facebook group. It'll always be on YouTube. These videos will be right there, not unless they're taken down or whatever. But here they have the crane. You see all the sections of uh, caisson cans. You see the plate in front of that uh, crane, uh, Judy? And that's where they put the case on in that uh, square spot there. That's where it goes. Wow. But above that, you see that area. It looks like they're digging out like for a swimming pool. You see that area just the front of them? Right, yeah. I, well, I don't know. Not a swimming pool, but you know what I mean? Another um, sort of mounds that are going around there. Right. So maybe that's another point of interest. I'm not sure. But we know the caisson's going, of all places, again. Where, Judy? In the Money Pit area. Um, oh, C1. Somewhere around there, yeah, unbelievable. We don't know yet. This could be a, a silver hit. We have no idea. We're just speculating on that. But what do you guys think? I would have loved to see them do something on a different part of the island and drop a case on if they had correct information. You know, Judy? Yeah, for sure. There's lots of areas. But I'm thinking that there's something here. There's something they have found, and they're going after it. Yep, and I wish the sonic drilling would find something uh, maybe on the other side of the island just to give it a shot because, really, Sonic drilling in the money pit showed us what? Okay, there's a shaft two here. There's a 
vertical beam here. This wood was 1706, such and such. And they still dropped the case on there. The biggest case on that I thought would produce something, Judy, was H8. The big puzzle pieces that came out of H8, the leather, the bones, the ink. Yet when, right. we, yet when we put the big case on in there, nothing. We put a six-inch pipe in there, they got the bones, the ink, the leather. And all of a sudden from there, nothing. Now we know the solution channels below, 170 uh, feet below, that moves things around. But of all holes, you know, and of course my C1 that those objects were in that I guess or in people's imaginations. But that's it as far as I know, all the holes they drilled, Judy. Right, yeah. Um, I don't know, John. I thought for sure when they started finding uh, the leather and, and so forth that there was something there, but they didn't find it if, it if there is. Right, and I was thinking once they found those bones, I thought for sure myself, in my own opinion, guys, that there would be like a full skeleton down there. I did too, John. And I'm going, I don't know. I mean, like we told people and I tell the researchers and everything. And I tell it a million times, Judy. Number one, they're in the wrong spot. And number two, they didn't go deep enough. That's all I can think of. That's all that comes to my mind all the time, Judy. Right, exactly. Yeah, they've got to try some more areas. Right, so I'm pretty sure... The uh, sonic drilling is someplace. Yup, Starlene, maybe they did. Season 9. Here we go. All right, let's see the next picture. So we know they're back in the money pit. Maybe there's a closer picture. I don't know what I did. I can't remember. Yeah. This picture here, I wanted to see, you see on the bottom center, like that square spot that they got all, got rid of all the dirt there. So I don't know if that's going to be a staging area for when they pull the dirt out of this new caisson to sift through. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. And that could be too. <clears throat> That is weird. Yep, they got to have the data to make them come back to the money pit. You know me, Mercy Point, the Eye of the Swamp. But they keep on coming back to the money pit. I mean, it's great TV. Everybody loves the money pit. And it can put on a lot more shows as they're digging and more content also. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly. I guess in the long run... That's okay because we get to watch more shows, but right. we still like to dig elsewhere, right? Right, and not saying that it might find something or something that has been there and now it's gone or some particles are still there. But it just seems this money pit over and over and over again is sort of speaking to us. Guys, but maybe it's part of the silver dig. That's all I can think of. Because of that silver I showed you on the uh, nuclear magnetic, magnetic uh, imaging, that the silver was around that area also. Spooner, 
Dr. Spooner measured the highest concentration around C1. And like I said earlier, they could have changed during the season. I'm just going by what they told us last year. Right. And that could be the silver they're going after there. So that was that overhead shot. Again, I want to thank Troy Brake. Go to his YouTube channel. He's just starting out, I guess, on uh, Oak Island. I don't know. Sometimes the guys with the drones, they shut them down or something happens. I have no idea. And there's another shot of Billy hauling all this dirt away. But I'm concentrating on why are they hauling all that dirt away in that spot to the left? You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yeah. That I would like to know. Right. Why Why are you taking all that topsoil? I think that was the big pile of topsoil they took and stuck there so they could have put the uh, item four foundation, which is stone and gravel, so the big machinery won't sink in, you know what I mean, around the money pit. I remember that, yes. Hello, prom. So I'm thinking that was the big pile of topsoil they took off first. So when they have to put everything back to normal, you know, they use that topsoil to uh, reseed and put everything back to normal. Right. So that was awful weird that they're digging out that spot. Just strange this year. Very strange this year, guys. Very strange. Now on the swamp, the only thing that grabs my eye is that dark, shadowy area that supposedly where the ship is, or is it higher? But down on the bottom of that darker circle or shape, that's where they found that big wood in that ship's rail. Remember, Judy? Right, right, where they left us hanging, yes. So that shape right there is there for some reason. Hello. Right, that is intriguing. Hello, watchers. But I'm saying we um, are only going by what they told us last season. So this is all new to me. And, um, and it didn't show us any of these little quirks in the promos. They showed us old promo things as of now before they would show us a sneak peek of the shadow or a sneak peek of the crane in the uh, money pit area they're not showing us anything yet but it's early it's only been about two weeks they started right Judy? right yes it has been yeah we'll probably get something on that yet right and like renee says the ship itself is higher towards fred nolan's little outtake there you see fred nolan's little spout that goes into the middle of the swamp yes that's where the ship is where it's okay. where it's dark colored is where they dug and left us hanging with the ship's rail you guys follow me right yes but it's something i never saw before so this was all new to me and i and i just show you guys I think the ship or that anomaly is way higher, like Renee says, 
towards that uh, peninsula that uh, Fred Nolan put in there. And he said there is a shaft uh, in the swamp. I agree. And if you follow that little trickling of the spring, of course, that's on the top is the eye of the swamp. Right. So maybe they took that wood from last season out. Because remember, when that road wasn't there in the front, this swamp would collect all kinds of debris from all over the place, Judy. Right, exactly. I don't see either one of the uh, paved areas either right now. I just see the lower one, the smaller one on the bottom there. Okay, all right, yep. Maureen says, looks like the swamp has been drained for a bit this season. Yeah, it's been drained from the start. Thank you, Maureen. And if you follow this stream that they let soak in, they probably put a pump just below the road here. You see way up on top, and you'll see that little pond spring. That's the eye of the swamp. Right. Very blue, yes. Yep, Dan. Yeah, I told Dave about that. He's got to get back to me. And Curtis Batten Burnett is in the house. Hello, Curtis. How you been? So, the plug, Linda says. Yep, where the blue clay is. So, But I'm just saying, this area down here that's all darked out because they've been excavating there real close to the road. Well, who knows? Maybe the anomaly shifted underneath a little bit. I have no idea. Or maybe they're just looking for tunnels this season. I have no idea. Well, but hopefully we shall find out. We shall find out. And um, if this area was higher, then I'd be really scratching my head. But I think this is the area where they couldn't get that big uh, piece of wood and grab it with the uh, excavator, Judy. And they just got that little piece of uh, a railing, and I think that's what they went after to go that route and maybe put an X on that maybe. Right. I agree. They really wanted to get that large piece of wood too just to see what it was. So that could be it. Yep. And prom, that could just be the reflection uh, of the sun. I know it looks blue like the ocean, but I'm pretty sure they said that's a natural spring. That's my own personal opinion, but I've heard that many, many times. And yes, we, I have to. Yep, and Linda says, maybe no permits yet. Yep, like the swamp is crazy. The environmental people on swamps is crazy. It's not like Smith's Cove. Swamps are a whole different ballpark, Linda. but I'm still shocked that they're putting caissons in the money pit. 
No, it's just me. What about you guys? I um, I have to admit, I thought we'd see more action in the swamp. I so want them to dig at the eye and at the mercy point. But something, maybe they didn't get permits to do the coffer dam, because I don't even see the coffer dam material staged here in the money pit. No. Yep, Neil, the eye is man-made because that whole area of the island is man-made. But you know what I mean, guys. I'm looking for the, uh, maybe it's next to the first caisson, but that's where they staged all the uh, coffer dam material. But, again, who the heck knows? Yep, Aaron. I agree with you guys. And hi, Elaine. So even though this picture doesn't show it, I'm looking at that square black stuff. You see it before the first case on, on its side? Right, yes. Obviously, we don't see any coffer dam in the swamp, obviously. The swamp's not showing anything but that darker spot. Right. So yeah, I'm I, surprised that there is more going on there. Yeah, and Cindy says, hurry up, November. <laughs> well, we made it this far. You know, my Wednesday nights are going fantastic. If we get more information, you know, we can do some Saturdays. But right now, uh, information is slow. And always watch my group to see if we're going to be on on Saturdays. They're really iffy right now. A lot of people are busy at the end of the summer or fall. But it will pick up, Judy. Yes, it will. It most definitely will. Jake Roberts says it was originally a pond. Succession made it a swamp. Man-made, as Dr. Spooner says, man-made swamp. And I always leave that in the Bee Live because it's just unbelievable. They said they were able to dig in the swamp last year because it was so dry. Yeah, last year was dry. This year, forget it. That's all it did was rain around here. I'm probably up there. Thank you, Tammy Hurst. And again, I want to thank Troy Brick. Uh, you know, I asked him for uh, permission. I got permission to show his videos. I guess his title is for YouTube is just Troy Brake. So it's another place we can go to. And uh, whatever I see from him, I'll post uh, to my Facebook uh, group, the Quest of Oak Island, and when we go live. So everybody gets more information. And I love these kinds of photos and screenshots. Um, it gives us a good idea what's going on instead of guessing what's going over the crossway. You know what I mean, guys? Right, John. It helps a heck of a lot to be able to look at pictures. You know, you know, where are they? Are they doing the case on? Where are they putting the case on? Well, now you know where they're doing it, right then and there. Yup, Elaine.
So that was a big surprise to me, getting this video footage and actually showing people what's going on up there, Judy, because I had no idea I could even show this until I got his permission. And here we're going to go into the H8 puzzle pieces. But uh, didn't really need to. Well, it is a surprise for sure. I uh, was not expecting them to be digging right in that spot right now. Yep. Alrighty. Well, our next uh, format will be the professor. He's my video man on his historical programs that he gives us every Sunday, Judy. Oh, I can never wait till Sunday now. <laughs> and uh, we're going to put his video up. It's about eight or nine minutes. We'll put the phone number up if nobody calls in. And then we'll call it a night, Judy. Okay. So Sounds let's, good. Let's put Dan, uh, Daniel Spino's video up, and we'll go right there. And nobody noticed, most of the people didn't notice my background yet. <laughs> See, Judy, I told you. Yeah, <laughs> they get used to seeing it and don't look, John, I guess. Yep. It's looking good. All right, thank I you. like it. All right, here we go. Let's get Daniel's uh, stuff going. Hold on, guys. Here we go. On October 12, 1758, Nova Scotia Governor Charles Lawrence issued a proclamation to the people of New England, inviting them to settle the fertile Nova Scotian farmland that had been vacant since the expulsion of the Acadians. Agents representing potential settlers began pouring into Nova Scotia the following year, and in 1760, the immigration began in earnest. Within eight years, approximately 8,000 New Englanders had made the move to Nova Scotia and it was permanently transformed. One of these New England planters, as they were called, was Reverend John Seacombe. He was educated at Harvard University and came to Nova Scotia from Boston in 1761. He was accompanied by Captain Timothy Houghton and Robert Melvin. Seacombe and Melvin would eventually own lots on Oak Island. Seacombe was famous for his father Abbey's will, which was a very popular poem in both the American colonies and England. Seacombe would be accused of sedition in supporting the rebel cause in the American Revolution, as were two of his close associates, Captain Timothy Houghton and Malachi Salter. Houghton founded Chester, Nova Scotia, along with Seacombe, and was a town administrator. During the French and Indian War, Houghton served on the Eastern Frontier in Colonel John Winslow's regiment. 
In the Crown Point Expedition in 1755, he was an adjutant in Colonel Samuel Willard's regiment. In 1756, Houghton was under Colonel Jonathan Bagley's command and led a large company recruited from Massachusetts. While serving in the militia, Captain Houghton saw Nova Scotia for the first time and would obtain 100,000 acres of land for himself and 52 others, and they settled at Chester at Mahone Bay. At the start of the Revolutionary War, Houghton was involved in the siege of Fort Cumberland. Houghton was chief magistrate and justice of the peace for Chester and was jailed for sedition because of his activities. He was accused of helping American privateer prisoners escape back to Boston. History records that his trial was the most important court proceeding against a New England planter patriot in Nova Scotia. One of his four accusers was John Umlock of the Royal Nova Scotia Volunteer Regiment. Houghton's trial was only one of two in the province that were successfully prosecuted. He was jailed for a time and later died of smallpox. Malachi Salter was a very successful businessman who was very well acquainted with Reverend Seacombe. He had operated a successful Boston distillery and was the senior partner in a firm involved in the fisheries and the West Indies trade. He relocated to Halifax, Nova Scotia during the founding of Halifax and engaged in shipping ventures which brought him both North American and European goods. He also worked on extending credit, prosecuting debts, and settling estates. In 1754, Salter expanded his operations into the field of government contracts. He was subsequently called upon to provide certain mercantile evaluations for the government. During the French and Indian War, Salter was owner of the privateer ship Lawrence, along with other Halifax entrepreneurs. He developed a sugar house at Halifax in the mid-1760s. The sugar house and his American trade connections enabled him to capitalize upon the embargoes that had been placed on British goods by the American colonies in the late 1760s. Despite his various interests in further government contracts during the administration of Governor Michael Franklin, his fortunes continued to decline. In 1768, shipping and other losses were too much, and after two years of settling his debts in Nova Scotia and New England, he solely operated his sugar house. In 1773, he built a vessel at Liverpool, Nova Scotia, and returned to the sea as a trader. In 1776, Salter was sailing from London and was accused of intending English goods for Boston rather than their stated destination of Halifax. In 1777, he stood trial in Halifax for seditious conversation, but the jury found him innocent. Later the same year, his brig, Rising Sun, was captured by Salem privateers and condemned as a prize. As a prisoner in New England, Salter obtained a pass from the Massachusetts government to settle his family there. After his return to Halifax later in the year, he was accused of attempting to redeem Nova Scotian treasury funds for his Boston associates and was charged with secret correspondence of dangerous tendency with the rebels. Feeling harassed, he sailed for England where he remained, settling business affairs from early 1778 to early 1780. His absence delayed court proceedings against him, but from February 1778 until his death, charges of a misdemeanor continued 
from term to term. Reverend Seacombe was the spiritual leader in Chester and a prominent clergyman in Halifax. Seacombe delivered a famous sermon in Halifax that supported the elevation of Bruin Camingo, a German fisherman, as a reform minister for Lunenburg because ministers were very hard to find at the time. Reverend Seacombe and some of his congregation in Halifax would be charged with sedition during the American Revolution. The Nova Scotia Council charged Seacombe with preaching a seditious sermon that was seen as supporting the American Patriot cause. He was required to sign a formal recantation. However, there is no record of him having done so, but he is known to have preached in Halifax in June 1777. Seacombe was not prosecuted primarily due to his popularity. Reverend Seacombe maintained a diary journal of his early efforts in Chester and recorded important information. This diary is in the Nova Scotia archives and can be accessed today. His daughter Mercy also kept the diary, which is thought to be the earliest diary by a Nova Scotian woman and is held in very high regard. Mercy was also an avid watcher of the night sky and was well versed in astronomy. She recorded several astronomical observations. Seacombe owned Lot 7 on Oak Island, but quickly sold it to Robert Melvin in 1767. Captain James Anderson, another Oak Island lot owner, named his son after him, John Seacombe Anderson. Seacombe had his own island located very close to Oak Island called Seacombe's Island, where he lived until his death in 1792. According to Diana Muir's book, The Lost Templar Journals of Prince Henry Sinclair, Book 1, 1353 to 1395, it states, Prince Henry Sinclair said in his journals that the treasure was buried in two locations. One of those locations was recovered in 1770. The other treasure was left due to water. Henry Sinclair gave the latitude at 44.5131 north, which is 44.30.47.16 north latitude. Now, if you go by what Peter Amundsen's research with Shakespeare, you will notice he said the treasure was at Mercy Point. Well, if you go to Google Earth with the exact coordinates of Mercy, you will find on Google Earth that it is at 4430.47.16 North Latitude. To, to further verify this is the location of the treasure, Reverend John Seacombe knew where the treasures were on Oak Island, both of the treasures. Reverend John Seacombe, Brother John Frazier, and Brother Samuel Morris revealed to John Wemmis Sr. of Philadelphia in 1769. Seacombe's congregation of new settlers afforded him very little support, but with money he brought from New England, he developed a family farm. It is reported that his very necessitative circumstances changed in 1769 and were relieved by a family inheritance. Was a family inheritance the real reason for Seacombe's sudden change in circumstances? Who are John Wemyss Sr.? Samuel Morris, and John Frazier, and how did they factor into the Oak Island story? Was there a treasure recovered in 1770?
Why did Seacombe sell his Oak Island lot to Robert Melvin so quickly? Was Oak Island being used for some hidden purpose during these years? How did the early lot owners play a role in this situation? What role did Oak Island play in the American Revolutionary War? Please join Quest of Oak Island Facebook group and subscribe to Quest of Oak Island podcast on YouTube for more. Very good, Daniel. Very, very good. Yes, Daniel, great. Fantastic job. Well, we know we got season nine coming Tuesday, November 2nd. Ray D's birthday on November 2nd. Jake Roberts, pata, inspired us all. Yep, now he's ski jumping at 60 years old. <laughs> whatever floats your boat, you know, Judy, whatever floats your boat. Yep, for sure. All righty, guys. Like <laughs> I'm going to put the phone number up for about two, three minutes. And um, like I said, let us know in chat if you want to throw a call in. If not, we're going to button it up. Judy will get off the phone. I'll take another phone call. No problem, but you got to let us know. Maureen. John, can I, could I take a minute to say thank you to everyone for all the birthday wishes that you all gave me two weeks ago? You made my day, guys. You really did. I had a great day with my daughter, and I got to have Mexican food. And uh, then I come home to all of you, so I thank you. Thank you, John. I hope you had a great 45th birthday, uh, Judy. It was absolutely marvelous, and it's even better now, John. <laughs> yep. I mean, pretty soon you'll be 50, and right. then uh, we'll go from there. Enjoy each day as it is. Yes, I certainly do that. And the professor says, what's he saying here? My next post examines this Philadelphia connection with Oak Island. The professor. <laughs> 35th birthday. That's even better, Jake. Thank you. And Cindy doesn't like my skull, so I'm going to have to put the skulls back up. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't do that, would you? <laughs> this is it. This is the calmer, more professional, more old school John Stemmer studio. That's it. We're just missing a little sign that says podcast session. And that's it. I like it. I'd like to change. Like I said, I'm not a cookie cutter group. We change it around. We think outside the box. We try to show new stuff. Like I'm saying, I'm trying to save everything I got for these Wednesday night podcasts. 
because I love my Wednesday nights for the hype we get from Tuesday and Monday pre-show. And um, I'm just back to what I was doing originally. I haven't changed uh, a bit with my uh, my name and my schedule. I'm doing what I do best, and I hope all you members uh, uh, stay with me and um, enjoy what I got to show and for you guys to share and to be part of the group. That's what matters, Judy. It does, John. I I would miss it very much if we didn't have these chats with all the other members. I wish we could see them, too. And see, when I switch in between, I still have the skulls and the uh, pirate background. Same thing with the mugs that are coming. Has the pirate background. And if I do another mug, it'll be this um, non-craziness, just old school with me. But some people collect them, some people don't. It's a perk for the people that pay uh, their support, uh, Judy. And uh, I try to give back as much as I can. And you give a lot, a heck of a lot, John. Um, these uh, podcasts help a lot of people. Yep. Is the more you do them, the more people you reach. And, you know, they wait for you to come on. But right now, if I have something on a Saturday, it might be just a trivia night on Facebook only. Because then if I say something on Saturday, I'm taken away from Wednesday. You know, Judy? Right, yes. Might as well leave it for tonight. We love those trivia nights, John. Right, and... The, and uh, Wednesday night is my main night. Right here is my main night. I still might pop on on a Friday for the early European crew. But when the season starts, guys, I'll be on Tuesday pre-show. I'll be on Wednesday show show. And Saturday when everything settles down. So we'll be on Tuesday, Wednesday. And I'm pretty sure we'll have things to talk about Saturday, Judy. Right. Good. Sounds good to me, John. More the better. So get ready, guys, not only for the TV show, but for me, Judy, Tammy, the whole gang here, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, Starlene, we just keep on going. All right, I'm going to take the uh, phone number off. And if, Judy, if you want to uh, button it up, and uh, then I'll button it up and get out of here. All righty. Hey, everybody, have a good week. Uh, we will see you next week. And you know what I always say, stay safe, please. And now there's a special star that shines in the sky. Good night, John. Good night, Judy. We'll be talking to you in a little bit. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, bye-bye. Alrighty, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show again. A big shout out to Troy Brake, who let me use his uh, drone drone videos of the island. At least we got some updates, even if it's taken down or whatever. You got to see what I got to see. That's the first time I saw it tonight. I thank him so much. And like I said, he did join my Quest of Oak Island Facebook group. Got to give him a big hello over there. And I thank you for joining me tonight. 
But remember, guys, you always go forward. You may get a setback, but just believe in yourself to reach your goals, guys. Never give up. Never. You be kind. You keep smiling. You stay strong, guys. You got to stay strong. You stay safe. You stay positive. I thank you all for joining me tonight. Watch the group if I'll be on Saturday or not. I'll always post if I'm going to pop on. And I thank you so much, members. We had a little preview of what's going on. We only have another five and a half weeks to go that you have to listen to me. Be good. Be careful. Be safe. Good night, guys. Have a good rest of your night. Bye-bye.